action. My friends, welcome. Wow. We are so excited that you are with us because this is the Pastors of Pain. We are a radio show. We are a podcast available on all of your varying podcasting. Still uh, we, uh We would like to propose um, our, our, uh, our, our producer, our executive producer, Jay McRae. Uh-huh. Uh, noted uh, Stillwater uh, DJ. Um, he was just telling us that one of his favorite songs is a song by the rapper Jay-Z, <laughs> and it's about New York. I don't know what it's called, but uh, we listened to a little bit of it, and it is uh, it, it, it has, um, as, as I believe the kids would say, a funky beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we propose that somebody out there write a new version of that except for Stillwater. Oh, yeah, because it's got Alicia Keys in the background. so that's Yeah, I know. think she'd do it. You think she would get Jay Z and Alicia Keys to make a song about Stillwater? No, no. I think somebody else, like some, you know, Stillwater person. Ooh. I mean, is there? What is the definitive song about Stillwater? And I know what you're going to say. I know people are going to say it's "Friends in Low Places." That's the, that song. As good as it is, that song is not about Stillwater. I don't think. Is it? I don't think so. I've never heard that it is. But there's also a lot of Red Dirt bands that have come through here that are written songs. But has anyone written a song about Stillwater? That doesn't stink. That's an excellent song. I mean, has anyone written even one that stinks? (laughs) I don't know. What is the definitive song? I mean, like Tulsa, right? We're both, we both, you know, there's, there's like songs about Tulsa. Tell Me Something Bad About Tulsa by George Strait. Tulsa Time. Take Me Back to Tulsa by, uh, what's his name? Take uh, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, right? There are songs about Tulsa. There are songs about New York. There are songs about time. Kansas City. Um, we need a song about the Red Dirt Riviera. Uh, is there a song about Glencoe, Oklahoma? No. Is there a song about Stillwater? And I think there should be. Well, so, maybe, maybe if you're out there and we talked about last week about Sunday uh, not Sunday, summer things, summer, yeah. summer things, and mm-hmm. the role of the lady. Mm-hmm. Use your skills as musicians. Use your words. Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe a poetic genius will yeah. show up. Let's go. And you will take some time this summer and compose us a song about Stilly Water, H2O, that's the not, Red Dirt Riviera. That's not what our show is about. Where Oklahoma began. But we're glad you're with us. I'm Father Brian O'Brien I'm here with Father Kerry Wakulich. Um, it's May, it's summer. Summer, summer. And we are kicking it. We are kicking it. So I hope you are uh, taking advantage of the many, many, many opportunities to grow in your faith, to encounter the Lord Jesus in a new way, or maybe for the first time at St. John Catholic Student Center, which temporarily does not have a building, (laughs) or at St. Francis Xavier, which does. It's coming down soon. So if you're, uh, I mean, you know, in the world of, uh, you know, does my church have a building? Uh, if you go to St. Francis Xavier, the answer is yes. If you go to St. John's, the answer is no. <laughs> oh, a two brute. But uh, but it's coming. Okay, what I want, what 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 uh, what I we uh, us want to talk about is to continue. Uh, we. Uh, it's kind of a series. Spit it out, Junior. At some point, we we wanted to cover. We wanted to do a show on each of the Ten Commandments because each one is special. Each one deserves its own. And so we've already done episodes, but it's kind of random. It's not like one a month. It's not, you know, two a semester. It's just random. It's like when we don't yeah. really have I mean, – uh-huh. we have lots of topics that we want to talk about. And we thank you. Lots of people have been sending us things. But we just sort of like, oh, no, let's let's insert a commandment here. 
Oh, and it's a, it's an important commandment it when is you're an home, commandment. especially when you're home with your family during the summer. Maybe we should have done this at the beginning of COVID, <laughs> when people are were around and just replayed it every three weeks. <laughs> we're around their parents a lot more, but we want to talk about the fourth commandment. Well, um, the fourth commandment. Off, the fourth commandment it, says this: it will, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long. In the land which the Lord your God gives you. Honor your father and your mother. Okay. Uh, let's just be let's go let's be right up front. What about people who's uh, who don't have parents? Or people whose parents have, have gone to their eternal rest? Does this does does they can they just cross out the fourth commandment? I I think the fourth commandment extends yes. beyond the boundaries of yes. your parents. Preach it, Father. Oh, uh, that's all I have. Yeah. So I think one of the things well, I think one of the beautiful things about like if you look in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, what you're going to see is that the the commandments ought to be taken at face value. Yes, you ought to honor your father and you ought to honor your mother, but there's more to it. In the church's moral theology, there's there's an expanse to this that includes, and so we'll get into this. Honoring your father and mother also includes uh, your siblings. Uh, it includes your elders, really those kind of those in authority. So there's a there's a lar- there's a lot right. more to it than just yeah no I like I call my mom and my dad once a week. Can can I can I put this? Can I paint you this? Can. can I can I uh, paint? Paint, paint away. Uh, okay, remember the so the the commandments. There's ten of them, but in, in the word is the Decalogue. Deca is ten. Oh yeah, and logis is, and that's why December the twelfth month. Yeah. So I'm just kidding. Uh, so log logis is word. So if you have to remember the Ten Commandments of the Decalogue are the ten words. And in in my in my exhaustive research of the fourth commandment, I, I stumbled upon this phrase. Charity. That's not a phrase, it's a word. And at the Caritas. At, yeah. Like I, as if there was just a word for the fourth commandment, there's this constant reminder of the fourth commandment of charity, of love of self-sacrificing love for the other. So it's not just, I go to honor my father and mother, and if my parents are deceased, well, the heck with y'all. Or, you know what, if, I, if my parents don't like me, then I don't like anybody else. That's not it. Because charity is the, uh, I would say, the, uh, the, the operating system of the fourth commandment. Because charity is for Everyone, caritas, love, self-sacrificing love is for everyone. Agape love, to lay down one's life for one's friend, it's, it covers that whole thing. So I could see you flipping through the catechism in there. Uh, if, you're, the if, you're out there if you're out there and you got so and you got a catechism, bust it out to what, a page uh, number 2200? Uh, it, the, uh, Let me it guess. It starts I mean, at yeah, 2197. 2197. Go, go open it up. Ooh, or, so or even get on your phone and Google it. Google it's ridiculous catechism of the Catholic Church 2197. Is. And you can start with the fourth, 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 Listen uh, to this. the fourth Listen commandment. Listen to this. The fourth Please. commandment. Uh, is addressed. Ex- this is twenty one ninety nine. Okay. The fourth commandment is exp- is addressed expressly to children, 
in their relationship to their father and mother, because this relationship is most universal, right? So I mean, it is very important. Now, are families perfect? No, most families have some level of dysfunction, small and sometimes large. Um, but, but that is a fundamental relationship in our society, is mothers and fathers and children, right? The family, the domestic church. But it goes on. It likewise concerns the ties of kinship between members of the extended family. So if you're dissing and 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 like ignoring your grandparents, you're the word dissing. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it, right? So you need this. Also, you ought to have honor and respect for your grandparents, aunts and uncles. All right. So it extends to this extended family. It requires honor, affection, and gratitude towards elders and ancestors. Finally, so so first is mother and father. Second is the extended family. Finally, third, it extends to the duties of pupils to teachers, employees to employers. Oh no. Subordinates really? to leaders. Come on. Citizens to their country. Ooh. And to those who administer or govern it. Dang. So I'm supposed so if I'm uh, in civic authority, I'm supposed to honor my citizens. So it actually presupposes that. Actually, the very next line. That's good. This commandment includes and presupposes the duties of parents, instructors, teachers, leaders, magistrates, those Come who on. govern. Yep. So it, it presupposes that parents are being good parents to their children. That's now, the norm. It's not always the case. Of course not. But that's a, that's a separate... Yeah. It, it presupposes that those who govern us are treating us with respect and dignity and not abusing their power per se. So it has more. So but I think we ought to talk about just, I mean, I think especially in your case, kind of let's, let's talk about college kids and their parents. It's rocky. Is it, is it not? I mean, in some cases it's not, of course there's beautiful, beautiful relationships, but I think it's interesting. I used to, I remember when I was at Bishop Kelly high school, there were kids every year and I just remember they, they had a rocky relationship with their parents. And I just remember sort of telling uh, them, look, you are more in need of like getting out of your house than any person I've ever met. Uh, yeah. Um, and so college, and in, and in some cases, I've kept in touch with a number of students. In some cases, college turned out to be, college or mo- even just moving out, turned out to be a great blessing correct. because they got a little space. Mm-hmm. They got a little space. And by getting some space, it made mom and dad appreciate their kids more, and it made their kids appreciate mom and dad more. Oh, is that is yeah. this true? Is this true? I mean, you were, you were with college freshmen a lot. Yes. Uh, pers- personal experience. I think I've done a really terrible job in my life at the fourth commandment, and and it's not oh, like I honored my parents, well. I respected them, I loved them, and I did. I think where I fell short is my my life of adventure from the age of 18 to 25 and just sort of running around the world. I think I talked to my parents like, I remember in 1999, 98-99, talking to my parents twice when I lived in Korea. Now, did I have the ability as a satellite engineer to pick up the phone and call <laughs> them nope. anytime? I did. Did I have a backpack satellite little 
pocket thing in Central America on the equator, and I could have rung up my parents and said, hey, I could have. But I didn't. So I look back, and I'm like, I kind of resent those times of not staying in touch with my parents. My, my, my mom, okay, this did not happen last week. My mom had to call my girlfriend and ask her where I was. She's like, have you, have you seen Carrie? And my girlfriend at the time, again, not last week, it was 20 years ago, said, yeah, he's in the Middle East. Oh, okay. Your parents didn't even know what continent you were on. They didn't. They didn't. And they still don't know. And that's that's partially. I mean, that's partially they don't my know fault. What continent you're on? They. I mean, sometimes I go on on mission trips and pilgrimages. Oh, I and see. I call them at the end of May, or I see them at the end of May, and they're like, "Oh, so uh, how's it turning into a show about uh, Father Carey's sinfulness?" <laughs> we should, but, but I, I appreciate that you acknowledge. You're able to acknowledge uh, your that this is a commandment that you have right struggled with, right, and. and it, it it is a it is a difficulty, and I and I still I mean my parents are getting older now, and I sort of resent resent that that I failed to do that in my younger years, and now it's sort of the the norm in our family that I you know I don't, I don't really stay in touch with my family, and I I and I'm trying to make a more concerted effort, especially this summer. Oh, things to do this summer: hang out with your family. Yeah, I mean my my family. I I want I I want to see them this summer. I want to see my sister and her kids and my brother-in-law and my brother and his wife. Yeah, so I want to make this concerted effort this summer. And, and the, so with college students, they go away to college. And and some of them have fantastically awesome family relationships. I had a conversation with a student recently that they had never had an event just with their siblings. So their siblings go to school in Arkansas. So what did what did this college student do? Went to Arkansas, hung out with their siblings who were in college. Yeah. And uh, I was told this was the very first event without my parents. It was just us oh, just kids. The kids. It was just us kids and mom and yeah, dad weren't there. Yeah, I think in a lot of families, I think you're, my, I know my family is like this. My parents are kind of the- The organized? The glue. Yeah. I mean, my dad, we're talking about my dad. You know, my dad like loves to organize oh. family reunions and let's get everyone together and go to the beach. And, the, um, and that's not happening as much anymore. Um, Correct. You know, my parents are not as uh, as sort of spry as they used to be, and not as uh, you know, not as sort of adventurous. Now, inter- side note is my dad at eighty years old is actually planning <laughs> a trip to the Holy Land, what? and wants as many of us as possible to go. Yeah, uh, Mr. O'Brien, May, uh, May or June of twenty twenty two. I think it's going to happen. Can I, can I be the um, your sister's carry. Can I sub in for girl carry for boy carry? Oh, do you want to come? We could have d- double double carries. D- oh, boy girl, boy that girl would be, carry. That would be really confusing. That would be very confusing. Yes. Um, so so, the, so yeah, the idea that I think it happens in a lot of families is that it's the parents that are kind of the glue, but the kids o- only relate to each other in so much as they relate through their parents. But then, what do you do when your parents are gone? Um, it's y'all. Yeah. So that's something I think now, anyone listening, like now, that's something to foster. If you don't have like good relationships with your siblings, part of the fourth commandment is your siblings. Yoses. It's not just, it's not just, okay, yeah, I respect my mom and dad and I, and I don't really care for my brothers and sisters. 
Yowzers and you got, or you got, fun, fourth, fun, you got, you got what we like to call Fourth Commandment problems. E yowzers. Okay. Now okay. let's talk about, uh, this is, I think, a great line, and this is true of anyone of any age. If you are eight years old and you listen to our podcast, uh, or if you are 60 years old and you listen to our podcast, this is going to apply to you, and it's yeah. the duties of children to their parents. Okay, you ready this for this? This is catechism number... Catechism 2217. Turn it. As long as a child lives at home with his parents, the child should obey his parents in all that they ask of him when it is for his good or that of the family. Okay, that, that's important. That's important. Um, children should also obey the reasonable directions of their teachers and all to whom their parents have entrusted them. But if a child is convinced in conscience that it would be morally wrong to obey a particular order, he must not do so. So it's not you do everything your parents or your teachers tell you, because your parents or teachers could tell you to do something immoral. That's also really cool for parents to teach their kids. Yeah, Yeah, what would be something a teacher would tell you to do? You know, I mean, I, uh, just uh, totally like off the top of my head, but like when you get into, you know, your schools and they're teaching about like abortion or they're teaching about, you know, some. So let's say like you're a medical student, you're a Catholic medical student and you have to learn like, OK, now t- today we're going to learn how to like do, perform abortions. Well, yeah, sometimes Ooh. you teach contraception in like sixth grade. Yes. Yes. And you're like. Uh, no, yeah, I, I don't yeah. have to. I'm not going to listen to this, or I'm not going to, yeah. Because I believe it to be wrong. That was just a, right off the top of head. So really okay. important for so parents. So here's the other yeah. one. This is for adults. As they grow up, children should continue to respect their parents. They should. Ready for this? This is, the, this is so beautiful. Such good advice for all of us. Tell me. They should anticipate their wishes. Uh-oh. Willingly seek their advice. Okay. And accept their just admonitions. What's admonition play? So that when you're, I think some people have the mentality that I've now moved out of the house and therefore I don't have to listen to my parents anymore. (laughs) And when in fact our parents oftentimes have good advice for us, but also there might be things that our parents are going to tell us to do. So we, I know we see this a lot when, a young person, maybe they're in their 20s or 30s and maybe are not practicing the yeah. faith, uh-huh. and a parent steps in, or let's say you're you're 25 and you're dating someone and your parents don't think it's a good good for you. And your parents speak up and they say, hey, I don't think this person is good for you. Now, does that mean you have to break up with them? No. But that would be your parents who love you giving you some fatherly or motherly wisdom that maybe this person isn't right for you. Or you're not going to church, and they speak up and say, you were not raised this way. Um, The church is an important part of our life and should be important to you, and you ought to go to your local parish and give them a chance. Those would be just just admonitions. Admonitions. So here's the last piece of this. Obedience toward parents ceases... Obedience toward parents ceases with the emancipation of the children, not so respect, which is always owed to them. So just because you've moved out, that doesn't mean 
your parents no longer have an important role in your life. They ought to always be respected. And this is why. What about what about the what about that line from Genesis? And this is why a man leaves his father and mother, and the two become flesh. Yes, and so you do. And I mean, he never so, listens to his parents again. Right. And yeah. that from Genesis. So, it, so yes, leave, <laughs> leave your parents to form a family of your own is wonderful and beautiful and natural. Um, leaving your parents and saying, you know, you are you are dead to me. Uh, because I, you know, now I have now I'm, I have a husband or wife, mm, or a priesthood, not so, or much. I'm yeah. a pastor yeah. of a parish. Yep, yep. No, I'm a priest. I don't need to see my parents anymore. Mm, I don't think so. And then the the other part of this twenty two eighteen, the fourth commandment reminds grown children of their responsibilities towards their parents as much as they can. They must give them material and moral support in old age and in times of illness, loneliness, or distress. Jesus recalls this duty of gratitude. Um, so, just because we're older, that doesn't mean our respect for our parents. Our parents still need us. And in fact, I mean, it, the tables kind of flip when parents are older. Who took care of you when you were, you know, a snotty baby? Your mom and dad. And now, in their old age, maybe they need to be cared for as they cared for you. So if you feel this kind of pricking at your heart a little bit, your conscience is kind of bothering you. I feel you, like you're stabbing me. I'm not stabbing you. With your eyeballs. You. Right not. now, you're looking across at me, and you're judging me. I think you're your judging, and you're judging me. bothering you. As, as like, I'm always judging you. <laughs> as college students say, Just, I, I feel like you're judging me. That's what girls say. I feel like you're judging me. No, I'm just observing, and I'm coming to a logical conclusion. And my logical yeah. conclusion is I stink at the fourth commandment. So there are duties, uh, yeah, duties of children to their parents, duties of parents to their children. Um, this is the real deal, folks. This is a command of God. And I think, I think COVID, quite frankly, I think COVID has really kind of messed with this. I think in some cases it's been good for families. It's brought families together again. Yes. More, I just read a, an article, I think it was in the New York Times, this was a couple months ago, about more people moving closer to home, closer to where they grew up. Yeah, we've had a boom of house sales in Stillwater because yeah. people have people coming back to be to be near that which is familiar in a in an uncertain world. People are I don't know consciously or unconsciously coming back to that which they know, and I think that would be very beautiful for families. Um, but I also know of people who have not lived out their responsibilities during COVID. I mean, they've they have kind of given given over the care of, and I'm not opposed to retirement homes or nursing homes. I mean, they have their, they have their role. But if your idea is, no, we put, yeah, no, we put mom in a home and they, they take, they take good care of her. And then we don't, we pay the bill. Mm, I think you got fourth commandment problems. Yeah, I got fourth commandment problems. <laughs> you keep saying that. I know it's true. I need to do something about it. I want you, Hey, you know, in our preach group, uh, when we meet once a month, yeah, I want you to remind me of this because I am I'm forgetful, You're, and I have to write this down. No, just remind me, and yeah, that's what you do, and even ask me about it. All right, uh, yeah, just be like, hey, have you seen your parents lately? Hey, have you how's talked the to fourth them? commandment going? Oh, scale yo. of one to ten, fourth commandment negative six. <laughs> <laughs> Negative six. Uh, okay, tell me more about terrible, the uh, catechism. So the catechism, you know, goes on to uh, uh, this is actually kind of, kind of interesting. Another COVID sort of thing. Um, parent, the duties of parents to their children um, also revolves around education, and and parents. 
taking an active role in the education of their children. So we've said this over and over again. The church says parents are the primary educators of their children. Now, does that mean you you may not send them to a public school? No, we would not say that at all. Mm -hmm. Right? We would say, yeah, public schools have have a very important role to play in in culture and society. But if your if your idea of taking care of your kids is I drop them off at school and then don't play an active role in their life. And I think this is especially true in their life of faith. Mm-hmm. If your idea is, no, I drop my kid off for religious education on sa- on Saturday, Sunday morning, um, and the church and the parish will take care of it, uh, you are you are violating the fourth commandment. You have to play a more active role in passing on the faith to your children. This is true of moms. This is true of dads. Statistically, there's actually been some really interesting <coughs> stuff lately about the role of fathers mm-hmm. in the faith lives of their children, that if fathers are church-going, if fathers are involved in the life of faith in the family, the odds of the children practicing that faith as adults skyrockets. So mo- both moms and dads, you got an important role It's it's a it's It's just... Both hierarchy of honor the you you have to honor your parents and it's what do they call that subsidiarity it's like you like you go down to the lowest denominator and you're like helping these people out too you can't just like look is that the right word subsidiarity yeah well that that things ought to take place at the lowest level possible right and I mean uh, the example I use you have a, if you have a pothole on your street you don't call the president. You call the you, you call the mayor or your city councilor the low the lowest level right. If I have a problem with I don't like the mass times at my parish, I'm writing a letter to Pope Francis. Right. No, you talk to your pastor. I have a problem with the way my something happening at my parish. Right. Now same it, same thing. I have a problem with the way the Pope is operating. I'm going to go talk to the parish council. Mm, eh, no, take it up. Take it to the top. And what I, what I like about this honoring your father and mother, even talking about this, is you know even Aristotle knew that it was at the family, that little group, where everything was affected in society. Everything sort of changed the culture from there. So if we build this relate, rebuild this beautiful relationship of of parents with each other, of that caritas, of that like the the life of love flowing through them, which is the Holy Spirit. Then it extends out into the children, extends out into the grandchildren. It goes out into the economy and the local world, and yeah. so that the family as the cell of society. Yeah, yeah. the domestic church. Mm. That yeah, and so what? What's hey, supposed? No. What's lived inside the church, which is this divine life, is also supposed to be lived inside the family too. Yep. The domestic church. Uh, uh, it, it's yeah, honor. I think I, so. Here's a great. This is a great. On. A great line. A twenty two twenty six of the catechism. Okay. Family catechesis precedes, accompanies, and enriches other forms of instruction in the faith. Parents have the mission of teaching their children to pray, and to discover their vocation as children of God. The parish, the parish, is the Eucharistic community and the heart of the liturgical life of Christian families. It is a privileged place for the catechesis of children and parents. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So, where's the, the privileged place of catechesis for the children and parents? Um, the, the parish, the parish, for them together. So, for, par- oh, parents God. teaching their children. Got it. And then the parish teaching children and parents. What you're doing during Especially the summer around the Eucharist? Yes, yes. And then from that, parents teach their kids at home. Yep. And then this is, I think, 
one of the, I think this just a beautiful. I, I think sometimes kids. So this is whether you're college students or eight year olds or sixty year olds. I think we don't we don't think enough about the role that ki- children play in helping their parents grow. And I think this is one really beautiful thing I've seen in your world, and that is college students enlivening their faith at St. John's and then bringing that home. Oh, yeah. Even converting their own family. So listen to this. Children in turn, this is 22-27. Oh, yeah. Children in turn contribute to the growth in holiness of their parents. Mm -hmm. Each and everyone should be generous and tireless in forgiving one another for offenses, quarrels, injustices, and neglect. Mutual affection suggests this. The charity of Christ demands it. So children, college students, or anyone, have a role to play in the growth of holiness of their own parents. Yes. But I I think we see it as like this total one-way... You'll be obedient to me and do what I say. We have, I have a role to play in the growth of holiness of my own parents. Yes. Not just because I'm a priest. But you're part of this family. But because I'm their son. And you're in this family. Yeah. And I think the best way to do that, I mean, just is by, you know, by, is by example. So there's so much there. I I really recommend this, the, 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 um, the catechism on the fourth commandment. There's so much there. But if this has been a problem for you, yeah. uh, you can bring these. Th- I would I would suggest bringing these things to the sacrament of reconciliation. If you violated the fourth commandment in some way, be reconciled. Are you, be are you telling me this is what I need I'm to do? I'm talking to you because we, <laughs> we have a show together, and we live in the same casa. Your conscience is bothering. It is. It is. Holy cow! All right, we got to go. But uh, live the fourth commandment. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Peace.